Hot damn! You're listening to Frolicking Chronicles, a Frolic Inc. broadcast. You sent for me, sir? Yes, Clarence. A man down on earth needs our help. Splendid. Is he sick? No, worse. He's discouraged. At exactly 10.45 p.m. Earth time. That man will be thinking seriously of throwing away God's greatest gift. Oh, dear, dear, his life. Then I've only an hour to dress. What are they wearing now? You will spend that hour getting acquainted with George Bailey. Sir, if I should accomplish this mission, I mean, uh, might I perhaps win my wings? I've been waiting for over 200 years now, sir, and people are beginning to talk. What's that book you've got there? Oh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Clarence, you do a good job with George Bailey, and you'll get your wings. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Poor George. Sit down. Sit down? What do we... If you're going to help a man, you want to know something about him, don't you? Well, naturally, of course. Well, I... keep your eyes open. It's Hi. a wonderful life. <laughs> I love it. This is like your most favorite holiday movie or i would say the one that is definitely been a tradition in your household yeah we watch it we start it usually when we get home on christmas eve and we usually finish it christmas morning because it's a long movie it's It's a long movie but it only runs a little over two hours yeah well i think it's just when you're tired from well we have to drive everywhere on christmas eve and christmas so i think that's why i wanted to put it on the other day and she's like it's a long movie so i was thinking like what is it like three to five hours (laughs) no not titanic long um but uh it's a wonderful life starring uh donna reed and jimmy stewart yes yes, it was released in january on january 7th in 1947 director frank capra and i don't know about a dozen or so years ago well maybe even longer than that um it just became one of those movies that we start on christmas eve and finish christmas morning but this season i've actually probably watched it twice in black and white and once in color and um then we just watched it again last night and it's just the message of it for me um still rings true to this day even though it was a total box office flop did you know that I, you know what? I did hear it. And I'm always kind of thinking, like, should we put that in perspective for the time it was? Or, I mean, why did it merit being a box office flop? Did I, they say? I don't, you know, actually. No. I know this, that this it was like a low budget film. film in a way. Like, I remember they said, like, there wasn't a lot of money for the film. Oh, really? That that's I how I understood that. it. Yeah, um, that's how I it understood it. It does run it. for two hours and ten minutes, and it does have a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I think people have changed their mind. But also, it probably is a tradition for many people because um, back, um, it, it lost its copyright. So oh, then yeah. So everybody was running it on okay, TV. Okay. Yes. It, it also was a natural filler for content. I do remember coming across that somewhere. Because it was Christmas time and the, you know, back when we weren't just streaming television and you only had 13 channels, <laughs> uh, they they could actually plug it into the programming and it was a nice fit. Right, exactly. So, um, and it is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. Wow, so 75 years. There was a nice little bit on it on the Today Show last week, that segment, and you and I watched that a little bit earlier. Um but there's there's just like a lot of fun facts. But I think what I love about the movie is just the general idea of um, when you think like it's all doom and gloom and 
I mean, it's it's basically a movie where this guy is thinking he's going to off himself because he's worth more with his life insurance money than he is alive because he ends up getting in trouble because it's, um, spoiler alert, but they have, uh, he runs a bank and uh, a deposit is lost and he's being kind of audited. And so he, you know, he's a guy that wanted to basically be an adventurer, but then takes over the family business and has a very traditional life, you know, four kids and a wife and lives in the small town that he always had dreamed well, about leaving. And it was like the fixer upper, you know, of the when they talk about the, of homes. the bottomless pit of, you know, re restoration of these homes. Yeah. Um, but the movie was very sweet for me. I just rewatched it um, with T last night, but then a couple of days ago I'd watch it and I, I had kind of forgotten that it starts out with like the angels talking in heaven mm-hmm. or God talking and it shows the star. Which we just did the angel segment. And then segment. we just mm-hmm. did the angel segment. So it was kind of like, oh, that's so special. And then it shows him as a young kid and he was, he was always a good kid a good heart uh always wanting to be helpful i believe he saved his brother's life he right did. so and he lost his hearing over it so the kind of towards in the beginning of the film and this is what's cool is the angels are seeing all the good that he's done he's a life worth saving and also an angel is trying to earn his wings so he basically gets assigned to george bailey's you know to save george bailey's life and What's really amazing is that this movie is kind of rumored to have a true story in Seneca yes. Falls, That's New York. That's the Today Show the segment. Bridge, mm-hmm. The bridge in Seneca Falls. Uh, there was a lady, uh, I think it was a lady that fell into the water and a guy saved her and then he disappeared. And so they've always said that was the guardian angel. Clarence. Yes. And so, uh, so Seneca Falls actually turns into Bedford Falls annually. And they do a whole town celebration and they have a museum and it's just something that I need to go do. I think so, too. They have the car, the nostalgic car that rams into the tree. But what I loved about it, I said, dang, we missed a moment. We were in downtown Pomona uh, for the Christmas parade and Logan's thing. It's like, we should have ran down the street saying, Merry Christmas, Eminem Electric. Merry Christmas, the say. Right, exactly. <laughs> Merry Christmas, La Bamba. If you've ever been downtown Pomona, you know these places. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so just to go back to that copyright thing real quick, it did not do well in the theaters. In '74, um, it lost its public domain. So in the '80s, it became very popular. In 1993, uh, Republic NBC granted uh, the sole rights. So then, that, now that's why NBC has like you know. Um, the rights to it and stuff. But uh, it was Antonio Veracalli in Seneca Falls when Antonio Veracalli, an Italian immigrant working Seneca Falls, saw a woman drowning in the... Uh, okay, I'm sorry, my writing's so messy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> off that bridge, bridge in the yeah. river. And now on April 12, 1917, he immediately jumped in to rescue her. Although Antonio saved her life, he drowned. And um, you can find this out on the realbedfordfalls.com. So that is an interesting, tragic story. Yeah, but and then the now inspiration. This, yeah, and the this. inspiration between this film, which all began with a Christmas card, a 21-page gift of words by Philip Van Doren um, Stern, the greatest gift. He actually had given this out to a bunch of people, and then one of his friends picked it up and was like, we're going to make it into a movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So cool. Now, 75 years later. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, what do you think about the film? Do you think that it has some kind of 
like money's not everything in life kind of vibe. Oh, absolutely. I think it kind of gets to the heart of what the human spirit is, especially during the holidays. And I think remembering uh, what your core self is. Uh, I think when he started to get into the money trouble, he was kind of, you know, wrapped up in that, wrapped up in that, you know, and like, how am I going to? Yes. And and I think it's very easy for people to feel sad, especially during Christmas time. Um, but he was also the, what I liked about it is it was relevant when you are in a disgruntled phase in your life where you kind of come off short to your kids or you come off short to the people around, you, you know, everybody the daily that's, stresses of life. Yeah. Everybody wants to. Um, they're, they're lifting you up all the time. Like his wife was so sweet, Donna Reed's character. Mm. And he still was like being moody and short and you know, he has all this pressure and then you realize, and by the way, nowadays those life insurance companies, they know better. You cannot go out on your own accord and then think your family's going to get that cash. It's not going to happen. Sure. So, um, what I feel like for me, the movie resonates in that, um, this, I mean, the guy is full of self pity. He hasn't fulfilled what he thought was his dreams and he's kind of just forgetting of all the goodness in his life and all the goodness he does for other people's lives by trying to keep the family business alive and create affordable housing. And originally the story was a political film um, is what I was reading oh, about. Yeah. And then they kind of switched the, the role a little bit. And it's basically a small family business bank going up against the big, you know, rich guy in town bank and um, the money woes. But then it really is about friendship and his best and buildings. Friends community that was yes, what i took from community. it and i i can't help because you have we have friends who are in construction and you know when we bought our first home it was a brand new construction that was kind of like a wave we see there all these little suburbia um communities and you can't help but think like wow that was the prelude to that because he was actually building houses and moving people in and very sweet the way they welcomed them yes. i'm realizing we don't have all our props here oh yeah we didn't we Shucks. do have a movie poster because one christmas i hosted our at our house and i wanted to um kind of do the it's a wonderful life you know theme but um i do know what scene you're talking about so yeah. they have a very um heartwarming whenever they sold at home mm -hmm. um they would do a housewarming gift and what it is was some bread some salt and some wine mm -hmm. and in it um they together say bread that this house may never know hunger salt that life may always have flavor and wine that joy and um, prosperity may reign forever i love and it this, it's, it's so actually sweet. i was reading more and into solid it. Yeah, it's a uh, traditional Jewish tradition, by the way. Um, during the period when the emperor and empress could, uh, would pay a village a visit, merchants and gentry would present their esteemed guest with a round bread piled with salt, a sign of hospitality. And then also on chalahanco.com, uh, salt is also a Russian tradition. Yeah. So salt has a thing. And I'll have to ask Kat about that. Yeah, I know. And she'd be just Mr. Yesterday. By the way, speaking of cats, if you keep seeing me tickle my nose, um, one of my cats brushed against me. And um, I still feel like I have cat fur around That's my so face. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned well, into a, you are a cat pretty lady. infamous cat lady nowadays. Yes. Um, so I just love the warmth of just the simplicity of bread, salt, and wine. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I, I feel like that's so sweet. And um, in this two hours, you follow George Bailey. And what happens is the angel doesn't know how he's going to save him. Right. And then he decides, oh, when 
yeah, George this decides right. that he's would be better if he wasn't even born. Then Clarence is like, "Oh, we can do that, Joseph." By the way, once again, we bring we brought up in our last episode the movie Family Man, and then I also yes. felt like this was an overtone of Family Man because it gave that glimpse of what could have been. Well, Family Man with Nicolas Cage, yeah, came after and Tia Leone, but we it's love it. But I'm just version. I'm just yeah. saying to myself though, it mm-hmm. is kind of. There's some overlays there. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to what you said with, um, to me, it gave the the glimpse. I guess that's the point I'm trying to to say is that the glimpse of what life could have been in this alternate universe, for lack of a better phrase, um, without uh, Bailey being born. Yeah. And I also think, you know, we don't know how we affect each other daily, whether that's family or friends or just, like you said, the community. And it turned out this heartwarming story um, when George Bailey's wife finds out, Mary, that he's in financial trouble. She ends up garnering the community support where they all just start chipping in financially yes. to help George Bailey. And, you know, but then it's also because of the era of, of the war. His brother becomes a war hero. I think you were talking about like when he was younger, he saved yeah, his he brother. Saved his brother. From I believe his name was Harry. Yeah. yeah. And so Harry went on to college and Harry went on to serve in the military and became like this, like uh, won the Congressional Medal and was this whole, you know, hero. war hero of the town. And that would have never happened if George Didn't wasn't s- born to save, to save his, his brother. brother. Because yes. then he kind of goes back. One, and then this kind of, to me, overlapped into like the Christmas Carol where he sees the gravestone and he mm-hmm. sees his brother's name on it. He's like, no, 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 he couldn't have died because, well, but you weren't born. And so, yeah, so that goes back mm-hmm. to the Christmas Carol. That's a good, a good point. And then, um, but what I love too, is like the town bar and George's, you know, drinking. And he had a moment where he the went martinis. off on the, on the teacher, you know, because she let the little Zuzu go home without a coat and Zuzu didn't want to crush her little flower. And so he's in such a mood when she calls or the house to check on Zuzu or vice versa. He just goes off on her. Well, then, you know, the husband of this teacher punches him in the face <laughs> at the bar. But then the whole bar rallies behind George and Martini's like, this is my best friend. You're not <laughs> welcome anymore. Well, she's not a good name or something. I don't oh, know the whole scene. Oh, it was so crazy. But um, how much they really loved and adored George. And, you know, because he did, he was a valued person in the community. And not just because he owned the small town bank, but he was, he helped in the beginning. He helped when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the druggist, not the poison. Yeah, mm-hmm. the poison, the, the customer that he's supposed to deliver these pills to. And he, he's a very observant child. Yes, observant. Mm-hmm. And then um, he helps, you know, one of the young ladies in the area. She wants to go to New York. And even though he doesn't have a ton of money because he has like four kids and a wife, he's still trying to you know give what he can no matter what well and and that's what that scene was so great you know um i almost feel like we should be cheersing to george bailey what i need a couple of good stiff drinks how about you angel you want a drink (laughs) is that is that our our cheers shall we well let's do a cheers and then we'll actually talk about the cocktail because look at how gorgeous this is so i think that i think tamantha knows where i'm going with this it's like to george bailey the richest man in town. Exactly. His brother says to George, the richest man in town at the very end of the movie. The richest man in town. That's it. Oh, this is good. This, this is a Christmas really punch. Good. And it's, um, you it's really can't pineapple. see, but there is a orange slice in there. There is a cinnamon stick. It is topped off with our 
beloved, I say our beloved, but I mean my mom and I's uh, beloved ginger ale Vernon's. Oh, yeah. Okay. That is so tasty right now. Okay. So we, we did make it yesterday and it sat in Ronnie's fridge overnight. Um, and let me go ahead and give you guys some of the ingredients. It's oh, my gosh. Christmas that's punch. so refreshing. And, um, okay, so one cup apple juice, three cinnamon sticks, a few whole cloves. Oh, we didn't do the cloves. Two star anise, four cups cranberry juice, one cup pineapple juice. And the four cups cranberry juice can be also like two cups cranberry and two cups pomegranate, which is kind of weak. Got a juice we could have floated mixed. some cranberries in there too. Well, they're in they're there, in, they or just they sink, sink to, to the, the bottom. bottom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one cup orange juice, two to three cups. This is where you can have some fun. You can do two to three cups champagne, top it off with right before you serve it. Or we did the ginger ale. So yes. we made it non-alcoholic, which I, it's very tasty. And then you're going to garnish with the orange and slice, then the kids cinnamon can drink sticks, it. cranberries, or pomegranate aerials, which is what we have. I didn't put the star of anise because I'm just really not a licorice type person. And that's right, what right, that right, right. Me that's up. real. But yeah. So uh, the day before, you want to make the base of the punch. And then um, you're going to... Uh, Top it off right before you serve it with whatever your sparkling choice um, is. And this is from the busy baker, uh, dot com. Awesome. So it is so it's tasty a great and dream. refreshing. Do you guys do Christmas punches? I mean, I remember going to Kiko's uh, 40th birthday party. Joanna is such a great hostess. And they had uh, basically, you know, open bar for the party kind of of sorts. But basically what she did, she ordered these punches. Mm-hmm. And... It was so perfect. So pre-COVID, you didn't have a problem, you know, like putting the punch into your your cup, right? Right. And uh, and when you look at these nostalgic pictures of that time period, punches were very popular. Well, and at the end of the movie, um, they're serving a punch and it's going around and they have the little cute punch cups, the old vintage kind of ones, obviously. Yeah. And so that's what kind of gave us the idea for the Christmas punch. And I do like a good punch. Me too. And you can do it up single servings. I love it. You don't have to have it all like with the punch server spoon. What I kind of like called? that. The ladle. Though. The ladle. Yeah, because you have the ladle. And then um, my mother-in-law even had this beautiful crystal punch bowl. And then there were these little hooks. And then you could hang your little punch cups Around the the bowl, and I always liked when she brought that out. I don't even I, know. If she has I it think anymore. that's like super cool. Who did that? Shirley. Oh, in the in the good old days. That's awesome. I think I got to use it a couple of times. That's great. Well, I mean, I do love this film. There's a lot of fun facts. I would love to go visit that little town in in New York. Um, do you guys watch this film? I mean, it's kind of old fashioned, I think, but um, slower pace. But that being said, T. Quite a number of times last night when we were watching it with Eric, who was like, I'm, I stayed up way past my bedtime. Um, <laughs> we all got sucked in. You were saying end. how it was a bit suspenseful. And I agree, like, for that time period, it was suspenseful. And then there was some uh, lines in there that you're like, did she just say violently making love? Like, <laughs> that's <Yes>, mother. Violently <laughs> making love. <laughs> it is so funny. Um, yeah. Well, the, when you talk about the suspenseful part, too, some of this... Um, the editing, the cinematography shots on George Bailey's face, and he's like got beads of sweat oh. rolling down, and he just because it was so eyes, hot actually, but it worked out. They for were the scene. filming during a heat wave, so it worked it out add, that, that yeah. it added to his anxiety. And, and then one of the things believable. we learned uh, about the snow was that this guy basically invented a new way to do the snow with soap suds and salt, because I guess they used to do like cornflakes like that were painted. Well, they did painted um, snowflakes, but actually what they what he did was took the fire extinguisher foam 
and then added sugar and water to it. Oh, watch out, Jarvisites, if you're listening uh-huh. to this. Stay away yeah. from that extinguishers. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. Um, and then I guess actually there was a sequel that was supposed to be uh, coming around. There was talk of it in 2015, but Paramount has not released the rights. So that's who owns the rights, I guess, now. Um, the cop and the cab driver are Bert and Ernie. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with Sesame with Street. Sesame Street. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh. Uh, oh, this was a fun fact. For mental floss, of course, a favorite. The FBI didn't like the film because it was communist infiltration of the motion picture industry, citing its rather obvious attempts, attempts to discredit makers by casting Lionel Barrymore as a Scrooge type. He was kind of a Scrooge type. But he oh, also, he was. He, he also reminded him. me the way he had his uh, tartan blanket over his lap. Of Winston Churchill. I kept thinking oh, Winston okay. Churchill as I've seen those scenes. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. And then uh, it took two months to build Bedford Falls. $3.7 million budget, 75 stores, 20 full grown oak trees, and 300 yard long Main Street. So wow. that was significant of that time. Um, okay. We talked about Seneca Falls in New York being the real Bedford Falls. Oh, the gym floor, that's one of my favorite scenes when they are dancing and they have the little mm-hmm. Charleston competition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then everybody's jumping into the pool. The pool's underneath a gym uh, floor. That's actually at Beverly Hills High School. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I know that's been resurfaced by, um, I looked it up a couple of days ago and uh, they the moisture is such an issue with, you know, the water underneath. Oh, for sure. So they, they've had to redo that floor. Um, oh, Barrymore paid Donna Reed Fifty dollars because she won a bet. He thought she couldn't milk a cow, and then she actually did milk a cow. <laughs> Go, Donna! Yeah, milk me. That's Christmassy. Yeah, <laughs> um, he did film in L.A., which had a sweltering uh, heat wave. We talked about in 1946. Um, oh yeah, okay. So it was Russell Sherman who actually engineered that uh, new type of artificial snow. Yeah, he, he won was, like an award. Yeah, and he everything. was nominated. He actually changed it for the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was I really remember cool. that stood mm-hmm. out. And nowadays you can go to, you know, Victoria Gardens and they'll have like, they'll release the snow or at Disneyland and you know it's the suds. So he was the one who probably was the primary inventor of putting the soap suds there. And now we're still using it till this day on those soap machines. But it's like snow. That um, scene where Donna Reed uh, breaks the window of the house they eventually move into, that was real. She actually did it in one Mm. shot. She actually broke the window. Um, I wanted to say, oh, okay. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets, gets his, his wings. I have a silver uh, bell. I have a couple bells on my tree. Do you have any? I don't. It's a sweet thing. Um, the bells that we've used for decor have been more because of Krampus, like that oh, Austrian yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe. Uh, which, by the way, when I was driving home from the um, Latin market today, I was going down a street called Almeria here in Fontana, and there was a huge Krampus decoration i what? think it's animatronic oh so wow. now i need to like make a mental note and drive down that ho- that street and see the house at night off of almeria in fontana uh going towards so like in between baseline and uh foothill and then they had those skeletons that like mystic museum has and it was oh. tall and it was decorated like a santa so that's I'm like, fun yeah, i that's mean what else we gonna keeps. do with the 12 foot skeleton <laughs> you got to keep it out year round you, that's an investment 100%, 100%. right they were like two to three hundred dollars yeah. so when we talk about bells um Typically, the ones that I've had have been more like with the Austrian influence. And then because my downstairs and outside, we have a Spanish influence. Um, the mission bells, you know, I, I oh, like sure, to have sure, those, sure. you know, 
Yeah, that's great. Um, I got my silver bell that I kind of, because it reminded me of It's a Wonderful Life. So none of mine are silver. uh, I actually um, got out the brasso and polished it up this year. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, But I bought it when I was in New Orleans on deployment. And so it actually says 2010 on it. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I know that Christmas time must be beautiful. Oh, I've never Papa been there in Noel. December. Uh, I have some footage of my tree. I actually, um, you were talking about, I think, in the last segment, the last episode about um, traditional, like mom and dad being gifted the uh, tree topper, like a the tree topper one. and mm-hmm. the ornaments. And so somebody kind of did similar to that when we were first kind of in part of the Christkins and I got a bunch of snowman stuff and so from there it's really just kind of carried on that I have this kind of very uh, real tree green Mm -hmm. with white embellishments that are you know snowmen and white ornaments I even have some from Hawaii and so we kind of just have these family you know, traditional ornaments that we've had over the years. And I think it's very sweet. I'm always a themey person. And but I'm in I have a theme. If you look on my tree and you look closely, it's the color is white with some little bits of red and then, you know, you see a lot of kind of snow. I think what stands out to me is I think in years past you always had the like multicolored lights. This year I got white. You this year you, I I love white on a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um and then for years, talk about nostalgicness. You, there was a few years where you and Paxton had the bubble lights that reminded him of his yeah, childhood. I still, have and then some, I got some like a fire hazard. I and feel they like. were <laughs> <laughs> they do they get hot. Um, we have the white on white uh, ones, and that looks very sweet. Mm-hmm. And then this year, because we've just been busy, unfortunately. I mean, I have a senior, and his. It's just been crazy yes. trying to do the college applications and this, that, and the other. And then he's performing and we're not sure if he's performing, he's performing. Um, I actually put it to a vote. I said, do you guys want to do like Scandinavian Christmas? Like very simple. Oh, your tree is so good. Uh, tree that's, you know, a tabletop tree. Thank you so much. And so that basically we didn't go in our attic and pull out all our decor. So we're yeah, kind of minimalist some, this year and some, I'm actually loving it. Some years, I think that's how I, I mean, we pull out all the Christmas boxes, but then depending on my schedule too, how much am I really going to decorate? And I don't know about you guys, like we don't, because our family, our uh, sisters and mom, we trade off houses. Yes, it's nice. Who's, so this year I'm not entertaining. So I don't feel as I have stuff Obligated. Out. I have stuff out because my kids will be home. Uh, well, Trent will be home barely 24 hours. Like I think it's going to be like 36 or something. And so, but Sophia will be home for a month. So I, I do have the house somewhat decorated, but not to the, to the nines. And I will say this, the years that we have been super decorated has been when we are able to focus on decorating Thanksgiving weekend. Like we get oh, through yes, Thanksgiving okay. and we have that weekend. But this year, my daughter was in a roller derby tournament. You Thanksgiving were going to Arizona. Weekend, so I was driving to Arizona and um, grateful to have all those memories. But I think at the end of the day, you only have so much time. Oh, we had so. ghost hunting. So uh, you had, yeah, you had Arizona mm-hmm. the weekend before Thanksgiving. And then we had. The oh, ghost that's right. Hunting. We had ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it is a lot easier when Eric is off because then we can go get the tree and we can do different things. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So what do you guys do for the holidays? Do you decorate? Are you traveling? And so you don't put up a tree. I'm thinking of Ian on this one. I wonder if he just always either goes to his sister's. This year he's coming out to our house around New Year's, but I wonder if he even puts up a little anything. Yeah, I don't know. I um I do always try and get my family like Paxson to buy into the silver tree, the vintage tree that I, I that have vintage tree. Um, from Grandpa Al and uh, he always like real tree. So I think as long as we're physically able to get the real tree, he wants to try and now, do that. I have 
called this room our loft. It doesn't look over anything outside of our stairs go down. You can kind of see our kitchen a little bit of the family room. I've always wanted a mid-century like pink tree for this room. And this year I just either... I'm not looking at the right sites or they just didn't have them last year. They had like some rose gold color trees. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know what guys, I'll wait and we'll do it next year. Um, But I am excited to see that come full circle. That will, that will. Well, Hey guys, this is going to air basically the night before Christmas Eve. And so hopefully you guys are not out in those crowds. <laughs> Last minute we Christmas shopping. Yeah, we drove back from LAX and it was like nutso yes. on a Sunday. So I was shocked actually. Mm-hmm. Traffic yeah. just seemingly is getting worse, not better. Yes. Yeah, so pack your patience if you're out there and remember to be kind. Zero and road rage, please. Yes. Don't do that. And um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, we hopefully you guys like it's a wonderful life as much as I love it. Love yes, it. it is your and, thing. Um, we do have some other favorite Christmas movies, but yeah, we'll be year. talking about that in in a little bit. Maybe I'm gonna figure that out. Uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas! This actually officially ends season two for us. Yes, and we will be putting um, to be announced TBAs on our Instagrams. And our Facebook to let you guys know where to find us uh, come January, February, March. For more getting content. into mm-hmm. yeah, the spring and summer months. So That's right. So thank Stay you, listeners. Cat. Thank you. Very much. And, and happy 2022. Yes. Look, Daddy. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. Atta boy, Clarence.